Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Tom Finn about talent insurance, preventative mental health, and the impact on productivity. Tom Finn, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Oh, John, great to be with you today. It is a pleasure to be with you. Where are you joining me from today? Down in beautiful Southern California, uh, just outside Los Angeles. Wonderful, wonderful. My wife is from San Clemente, uh, and we love it when we get a chance to get back there. She always laments leaving her beach town uh, where she grew up. Um, we're south of Salt Lake City in Utah. It's beautiful here, but a different kind of beautiful. Uh, and every time the snow hits the mountains, she wants to run back to San Clemente. So great to be with you. Pleasure uh, to have a chance to chat. And today we're going to be talking about talent insurance, preventative mental health, and the impact on productivity. And this is what you, you and your organization are all about. Uh, as we get started, I wanted to share Tom's bio with everybody. Tom Finn is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Leg Up, the first company to ensure employee productivity, well-being, and retention for their clients. He is also the host of the Talent Empowerment Podcast, where he sits down with people leaders, talent development savants, founders, and executives from every industry to learn how they're driving people innovation. Spending his entire career in the insurance industry, Finn possesses a wealth of experience in employee benefits, insure tech, business development, and underwriting strategies, all central to the company's unique offering, Talent Insurance. Talent Insurance provides a single platform for personalized professional development and preventative mental health support for a fraction of the cost. A pleasure to have you, Tom. Anything else you would like to share with me or my audience by way of your background or personal context before we dive on into the conversation? John, excited to be with you. Let's jump right in. Okay, cool. So let's start with the big question. What is talent insurance? That's not something a lot of people have probably heard about, right? Yeah, talent insurance guarantees the performance and retention of employees. Very simple. Uh, We go into organizations and we deploy a network of executive coaches. Uh, We measure the science in productivity and well-being. Uh, We measure that science around trust and leadership skills and communication engagement, burnout, but really it comes down to a very simple philosophy that all of us are one person. We bring ourselves to work uh, and we've got some things that likely we need to work on and creating the right culture within an organization significantly improves retention for our customers. 
And so we've built a model uh, that allows employees to come in and perform at their best, to feel their best, and then ultimately stay with their company. Yeah, that's really cool. And I like how you described it, this network of of coaches and mentors, people to go in and to help to facilitate this. And it's all data-driven. You're tracking things, uh, finding the gaps and, and trying to address them. Uh, maybe describe just a little bit more about kind of the structure of all this and, and how you go about um, doing this uh, in kind of a proactive day-to-day, week-to-week kind of a, a role as you're helping organizations. Yeah, typically the problem set is very straightforward. Uh, we get reached out to because there's an issue with an organization. Typically it starts with managers and it goes something like this. Hey, the world has changed. The new world of work is different. Our managers need some development and they need to change the way they're behaving with our teams. That's one uh, model. The other question or or problem that we solve for our customers is my goodness, I've got higher than expected turnover. Um, We're losing people and we're not sure why. And we need to get under the hood and figure this out. So those are the two real problems that we solve. And the way that we solve them is, is very straightforward. We have a global network of expert business professionals uh, that are coaches that we drop in to an organization. And we ha- the way we do that is very simply through an algorithm. So every employee gets invited, they get matched, they take assessments, they find the perfect coach that matches with them. And then they go through six sessions of development one-on-one through Zoom, whether it's in the app or on the website. And they'll go through one-on-one live sessions. So this isn't um, uh, a module. This isn't um, something that is recorded. It's it's very much live one-on-one coaching uh, for a fraction of the cost. But what's different is that we measure everything on the front end. We measure everything on the back end. And then we report out uh, for our customers. So that's the basis of how we lay it out. Six sessions for every employee every year of coaching so that they can bring them be- their best selves to work. Yeah, that's really cool. And and honestly, most people can really use that ongoing coaching. And, and I think sometimes we think that's a kind of a rare thing, like only in special circumstances. I think of it, it's not exactly the same thing, of course, but I think about it in terms of like therapy. I think most people should probably go to therapy <laughs> um, because, you know, our lives are hectic and messy and we all have stuff and we all have baggage and it's just helpful to work things out. Right. And I think most people in organizations could really use a coach, someone who's actually trained uh, it, where you can do these, these assessments and have that kind of internal introspection and, and critical self-reflection where you can have people to share your thoughts with, uh, to run things by who can help you th- maybe think of things in a new way, reframe things, right? That's a skill set that a lot of us don't have. And even if we have it, having someone besides ourselves to help us through that process and to think through things and and everything, that's that's just really a, a really important resource. So just like I would say, most people probably can use therapy. I think most people could really use a coach and having a structured way where you get these multiple coaching sessions, I think is tremendous. Yeah. And let's define that for people, right? The difference between therapy and coaching. Coaching is typically business related uh, and you're addressing career components. And therapy moves much more into those personal um, components of your life um, that require a licensed clinician uh, to support. And so there is a line in the sand between coaching and therapy. But you're right, John, a lot of us need need both. I've been to both. Uh, and I find both useful for very different reasons uh, to support my own productivity and mental health. Um, the only other comment I would make here is that as employers, we tend to focus on mental health. 
that's what we tend to do. We say, look, we've got we've got physical health covered uh, through our insurance company. Um, we've got our dental health covered. We've got our life insurance covered. We've got uh, all sorts of benefits that we think we have covered. But the one thing that pays for all of that is a person's career. And we don't have to go too far back uh, to our friends, um, Tom Rath and Jim Harder, who wrote the book Wellbeing. And the first chapter in that book, if you haven't read it, it's a great book, pick it up. Uh, the first chapter is all about career well-being. And it basically says that without career well-being, you can't have appropriate physical, emotional, financial, uh, spiritual, or community well-being. It just starts and stops with your career. And so what I tend to uh, sort of stand on my platform and and preach uh, to to my friends and businesses. You've got to start with supporting people's career. Everything else will follow. Yeah, I love it, I, and it makes perfect sense. You, we we invest so much time and energy into the physical health of our people, into the mental health of our people. Uh, let's focus also on just how to help them be giving them the support to be the most effective and productive and their best professional self at work. Uh, I think that's, that's awesome. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about this, this connection between productivity and mental health. Well, I guess holistic health, really physical health and mental health. But as we're focusing on preventative mental health, for example, what does that do for productivity and vice versa? When, when people are being more effective and productive, uh, how can that improve their, their mental health capabilities? Yeah. So it really starts and stops with this theory of integrative health. Uh, and if you're not familiar with it, it really means that there's multiple approaches and a coordination um, of uh, individuals that are supporting a person's health outcomes. Right. And it's looking at the whole person and the whole body and the whole mindset. And so that's what our philosophy is really based on. It's based on this integration point between productivity and well-being. Now, it's a bit of a misnomer for those in the science community. They would tell you that you can't be productive without being well, and you can't be well without being productive. So what we've done is we've broken it down and sliced it up to make it simple for our members and simple for our HR partners to really dig into the data. So in a very specific way, we study six areas of productivity. And the, the way we do that is through assessments of the people that go through. We also study six areas of well-being. Now, what's interesting about the work that we do is we're focused on some of the areas that you would typically imagine, but there, there is a, a hook here. We focus on trust and leadership skills, communication, emotional regulation, goals, values, and reflection. That's all in productivity. That all makes sense. We move the needle by a little over 60% across all categories. Now, well-being, the, the thing that's interesting here is I have a, a personal philosophy that you've got to look at emotional health and burnout. You've got to look at engagement, um, but you've got to look at physical health and relationships and job satisfaction to really understand well-being. You can't just look and say mental health is a component. We're only going to look at that. We have to look at the physical body, combine it with mental health, combine it with satisfaction in the job, and then you can drive performance and you can drive retention. Yeah. And I actually, I do a lot of research in the area of, of worker satisfaction, employee engagement, uh, even life satisfaction research uh, across the globe. And you're absolutely right that the connections here are very important. And it's not, 
just correlations. There are strong correlations, but there's strong causation here too. And, and they're all intermixed. Uh, and so when people feel higher levels of stress and anxiety in the workplace, for example, well, guess what? They usually don't like their job as much. They're usually not engaged in their work as much. Their overall life satisfaction is usually lower, but that also impacts their creativity, their uh, innovation, their productivity, all of these things. They're all interconnected. And uh, and that drives uh, the bottom line for the organization. So there's certainly a, 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 a human case for all of this. Like we want to treat people well. We want to support them. We want to help them be their live their best, healthiest life, um, be in, in their best career, all of that. Um, there's a human case for it, but there's clearly a, a bottom line business case for all of this too. Because when you support your people this way, it's going to help your organization be more, more dynamic, uh, more productive and innovative. And you're just going to have a whole slew of better outcomes for individuals, for their teams, and for the organization as a whole. Yeah, let me give you a great example. I was with my friends from Great Place to Work uh, down in Orlando. They do an annual summit. If you don't know Grace, Great Place to Work, they are a survey-based organization, and they really help large and small companies define uh, what the culture is within uh, their four walls or in their virtual environment. And so uh, they do a great amount of work and studying on data uh, to try and come up with you know what makes a place a great place to work. And it comes down to one simple thing trust. Do you trust your leaders? Do you trust that people have your best interest at heart? Do you trust that you can be there and be yourself uh, and rise within an organization for the skills and talents that you have? Um, is there an equitable position for you in the organization? And it all comes back to trust. Trust is the foundation of everything, isn't it? Um, it's the foundation of, of healthy workplace relationships, collaborations, uh, which feed into our ability to be efficient and productive and to be creative and innovative. So yeah, trust is, is so vital, uh, so incredibly important. Um, so what does this look like then if, if an organization, you know, is, is interested in trying to, you know, test out this whole talent insurance idea, uh, what would you say are the, are the, the next steps or perhaps the first steps uh, to, to get the ball rolling, to really see if this is something that makes sense for them? Well, typically uh, organizations come to us, they, they have a problem they're trying to solve, as I mentioned earlier, and it's usually with managers or it's with retention in some specific pocket of their business. So they, they've already identified that they have an issue. Uh, when, they, when they sit down with us, what they typically like to know is that the work that they've done over the last three or five years in terms of talent development or empowerment, lifting their teams up, isn't going to be thrown away when they hire us. So the key to our business model is a real integration between the work that's already been done and the 40 topics that we have uh, as programming uh, within our coaching models. So what we do is we actually take a blend of the work that the employer has done and the great work that our coaches do, and we bring it together. And that's very unique in the marketplace. The, the other thing that uh, employers really love us for is that you can uh, select out of the 40 topics, you can select a few of them that every employee has to go through. So if you've got an initiative in that particular year, let's say it's servant leadership, John, and we're just looking at servant leadership this year as a company, and you come to us, we're going to put servant leadership in as your first topic so that everybody in the organization has exposure to it through coaching and really understands what it means to them. But then the other five topics are going to be selected by the employee. 
So if you're a 200 or 500 person company, you're going to have 500 different programs. You might have servant leadership as your first topic, but everybody's going to pick different topics that are important to them. And that's the beauty of what we do is we blend the existing work that's being done and then really lifting up these organizations uh, with our with our 40 topics. I would say the final component, uh, which we get a lot of uh, a lot of praise for, is that if somebody leaves the company after going through our program, we pay our customers back. We actually have a button in our system called claims because this is a talent insurance program and you submit a talent insurance claim. If somebody goes through coaching and our organization does not help retain them and they leave, we will pay you back uh, for that person's program. And so um, that tends to get people's attention, uh, certainly gets the CFO's attention. So this is a, co a company that's actually going to put their money where their mouth is. And if it doesn't work, they're going to pay us back. Um, we typically have to go over that a couple of times. And I'm just curious uh, how often you see that happening versus just having the really great outcomes that actually people really want, right? I mean, most people don't go through this process hoping, I hope we have failure so that we can get paid back for this. <laughs> that, the, yeah, you're 100% right. And, and let me give you the positive example. So we have, we have a customer that's in real estate. They have 2,500 employees. And uh, in their managing director title, um, they were seeing just over 40%, about 44% turnover. And these were very high paid jobs. Uh, so it was costing them millions. They, they hired leg up, they put in talent insurance and we brought their uh, turnover down from 40% to a normalized 11% uh, in that space uh, in the matter of about nine months. Uh, so it happened in less than a year. So we do have those great stories on the other side um, in terms of claims, we, we don't have a lot uh, about three out of a thousand uh, is what we see. So it's a very low numerical number. And the reason is because all of our coaches are empowered um, and trained and developed to keep people at the company. And if that isn't in their current job, it might be in a job that's lateral within the organization in a different division so that we don't have a brain drain for our customers. We want those talented employees to stay. Yeah, I love it. Ultimately, we want success. We want all of these to work out. We want every employee to feel needed, wanted, valued, where they have an opportunity to contribute in their own unique, genuine way and make a difference, you know, for the organization. We want that alignment and we want to help the organization get there. That's why you and I do the type of work that we do. And 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 I love the idea of talent insurance. Uh, this is creative and, and, and kind of a new approach. And so I think that's fantastic. Uh, and I would encourage, you know, more in the audience to, to consider this kind of an approach. Um, of how you invest in your people. It's a recognition uh, that investing in your people in this way is just as important as it is when you're focusing on other aspects of their holistic health, physical, mental health, et cetera, uh, that we're going to help our people be their best selves at work um, so that they can not only find career success and, and work satisfaction and life satisfaction, uh, but ultimately that will help the bottom line of the organization. Tom, we're getting close to the end of our time today, but I wanted to just ask before we close, is there anything else you think is really important that we highlight um, either about your own platform or just the topic more generally? Uh, and then we can uh, get into wrapping things up. Yeah, I think Leg Up was really designed to support the development uh, of, of people. And we did it in a very holistic way. And, and that was intentional. Uh, we've been doing this for five years. 
And uh, for those that don't know, my background is in insurance. Uh, so I used to work for big insurance companies uh, and uh, really got under the hood on uh, physical well-being and uh, some of maybe the areas that didn't work uh, in the movement, gosh, almost 20 years ago now in terms of physical well-being within organizations. And the reason it didn't work uh, is because we weren't taking into account the career well-being component. It's very straightforward. Um, and so if you want to start looking at your organization differently in terms of your employee benefits, uh, leg up is a great place to start because you can, you can create a line item uh, in your employee benefits that supports everybody in the organization in the first chapter uh, of the book, well-being, career well-being. So it's a great place to start. Um, you don't have to be an expert in this space. Our team can help uh, organize all of the materials and details. It doesn't have to be scary. Um, and, uh, and we create a lot of value uh, for our customers. Excellent. I really appreciate that, Tom. It's just been a pleasure. Um, before we wrap things up for today, I just want to give you a chance now to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your team, uh, to figure out if this might be a good fit for them, uh, or to just, just talk through it and see you know, if, if this kind of an approach makes sense, uh, where they can connect with you, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can connect with me at The Real Tom Finn on any of the social channels, YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, you name it, uh, LinkedIn, uh, you can find me, The Real Tom Finn. Uh, and uh, I'd love for you to tune into our podcast. If you like what John's doing, uh, go ahead and give us a listen at Talent Empowerment. Uh, that's Talent Empowerment Podcast with Tom Finn. Uh, so check us out uh, and see if some of those stories can, can support you uh, as well. And as a, as a final note, uh, John, just to the audience out there, what I would tell you is there is support available to you in your career. Uh, you don't have to go this alone. Uh, I was one of those people that was in my early career that was really struggling. And I had a big team of 75 people. I was 28 years old. And I was trying to figure it out. And I had no support. And my friends are great. Uh, my family is terrific. Um, my, my wife is amazing you got to have an outside perspective to really help you grow and you need that independent counsel. And so I, I, uh, I did this for everybody out there, but I also did it for myself uh, because it was something I needed. And I figured there's a lot of other, you know, 28 to 38 year olds out there, right. That, uh, that need this support. Uh, and then the rest of us, you know, old guys uh, that need it as well. Yeah. Again, I think everyone needs this. <laughs> I, I think everyone would benefit uh, from this kind of an approach. And as an employer, just like we try to show our people how much we care about them and and we're, we value them through the investment into their, their benefits, workplace safety, their mental health and wellness, et cetera. If we can invest in this way and demonstrate that to our people, like the continued uh, investment, uh, into this. I think it makes a big difference. Uh, and, and the truth is we just all need it. So this is fantastic, Tom. Thank you so much for taking the time with me today and sharing your insights with me and my audience. Uh, it's a pleasure. And I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Tom and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support.
Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.